It's Mark Without Gabe this week. My name's Mark Zimmerman, Gabriel Collins, back on Monday. Still got Bible study, though, on this Wednesday morning at 7.06. We welcome Pastor Tom Repke back to the program. Good morning, Thomas. Good morning, Brother Mark. Hey, good to have you with us. Now, you're not here in the studio, and I guess you have to tell everybody exactly where you are. I am uh, in uh, near Tampa, uh, uh, Tarpon Springs, with a group of pastors. Uh, spent the last couple of days leaning into just talking about what ministry's looking like in the, the days ahead. So we'll talk a little bit about that when we're done with our Bible study. But right now, where are we headed this morning? Well, we're going to jump in at Matthew chapter 25. And just going to give you a little context. I just finished a series at the church on the book of Revelation. I'd never taught on it and you know in a, in a teaching way had studied it but just really in this crazy season i just really thought you know we just need to lean in because i think there's all sorts of confusion out there about where are we going right but to be reminded that we know where we're going right and i've mm-hmm. shared before on the air the, the tension my first concept i learned in seminary from dr flora at ashland was uh, the con- the concept of the already and the not yet and so <laughs> it's just we got to live through this so i just thought man in this crazy season let's take a look at uh how do we find margin and be reminded that Jesus actually set his disciples up knowing it was going to get complicated? So uh, yeah, Matthew 24 is all about the chapter before just saying, hey, there's some things coming at you. I'm not sure he was implying a global pandemic and economic you know, upheaval and gas prices off the chart. But, you know, I think maybe yes. And so, you know, if we see him uh, have our focus on Jesus, the rest is details, right? Right. And I'm glad you mentioned this uh, because I immediately... When Well, first of all, we have not studied the parable of the ten virgins yet here on uh, our Bible study time. And so then the second thing I did was I looked at Matthew 24, because you know me, Mr. Context. Uh, And so, yeah, well, you've got the end of the age, persecutions, tribulation, coming of the Son of Man, the parable of the fig tree, nobody knows the day or hour, and kind of a... Um, I don't know, a command to greater and better service. And then right. we arrive here at the parable of the ten virgins. Uh, do you want me to read the first half and you read the second half? Yeah, sure, go for it. Okay, I've got the CSB. Okay, I've got NIV, but go ahead. Cool. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the groom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they didn't take oil with them. But the wise ones took oil in their flasks with their lamps. When the groom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. In the middle of the night there was a shout, Here's the groom. Come out to meet him. And then all the virgins woke up and they trimmed their lamps. And the foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may be not enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourself. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. All right. Holy Spirit, guide us in this, right? I mean, there's so much here. Um, and I guess, you know, you, you and Gabe 
uh, you, know, you do your heartfelt word of the day or the phrase of the day, right? And right. So to, um, every so often you, you tap into this guy, uh, A.W. Tozer. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the context of this, you know, it's a wedding scene and we've got five wise folks and Peterson actually calls them silly in his version of the message. They were silly or, or another version says they were dumb, the other five. And and they were ready. Uh, but it's like uh, maybe, the, you know, in, we think about our own world right now, you know, that maybe you know, we're all ready for this next thing, whatever that is. And yet, are we really ready? And so Tozer spent some time talking about uh, that what, what is the presence of God and then what is the manifest presence of God? And I think, you know, for all of us, when we see oil in scripture, you know, I just did the working through Exodus and I'm reminded of when Aaron, you know, is called in to be the priest and all that goes around the robe. And, but, the, but the oil that is, he's anointed with is actually the idea that God is present. I mean, you see the oil being a reference to God. So if we look at that in the context of this, this particular passage, it's kind of interesting. And it's kind of, kind of concerning too, because normally when Jesus talks about things, you know, because the whole, I've really wrestled with the whole idea of uh, why didn't they share, right? I mean, <laughs> there's this idea of generosity that's not mm-hmm. here in this one, right? right. Normally it would be, you know, there for the least of, of those you've done for me. And it's like here, it's like really a kind of harsh stuff. And so, you know, yeah, I'm wondering what you, you've learned as you've looked at this, if there's anything that stands out. Well, I, I think it's really interesting that you point out the idea of the sharing because I'm sure that that's going to be question number one for a lot of people. Uh, but then again, there is also that idea that when you look at this in context, uh, as we just did a little bit before, the whole idea that Jesus was coaching his people up that whole previous chapter about preparedness, being right. ready. And there comes a time, I guess, when preparedness not only becomes the goal, it becomes necessity. Right. Yeah, and I think there's something here, too, that's implied about how, and, and, and even as we've been in this crazy season over those last couple of years, and just, you know, where, where churches have gone, you know, the whole idea of, you know, attendance is off and all these things. And, you know, there's a sort of shakeup that seems to be going on. And, and it's interesting here that there's this responsibility, I think, you know, we've, we've lived in a season of consumer Christianity mm. and it's just interesting here that, that these virgins, you know, there's a responsibility they have to take care of themselves, to lean in. And I think the idea of, you know, meeting God where he's called us to be in relationship with him, which means, you know, Wednesday mornings we do Bible study with Mark and Gabe mm. and, you know, or in our quiet time early in the morning, as we get up, we're doing a Bible plan on you version where we're leaning into hearing how God would speak to us. And if we don't have that going on, then when things get complicated, you know, all of a sudden we have a sense of fear and a sense of hopelessness. And that's, I, I just think it's interesting that Jesus is like, even with his disciples is trying to get, get the foundation laid. No, you, there's work that you've got to do and it's, mm. it's you doing it. Right. So the difference again, Tozer makes about the, the God's presence, but if we don't invite him in, if we don't create margin in our lives, you know, carve out five minutes in our morning schedule or evening schedule where we can just sit and read the word and hear God speak to us through his word. Then when things come at us, it's just all going to fall apart. Right. Mm-hmm. 
We're going to spend a little more time. We're going to dig in verse by verse with Tom Repke. Pastor Tom with us once again on this Wednesday morning for Bible study from Linden Road Presbyterian Church. More coming up after we hear from Andre. We'll get right back to the study in just a moment. Next time down Gilead Lane, Mike gets geared up for his trip to the ranch. Got my player, earphones, game guy system, cell phone, camcorder. You have everything you need? Yes, ma'am. Oh, almost forgot my radio. But when he gets there, he finds the pace of life a little different than he expected. We don't allow any electronic things here. You you don't? How will Mike do without all the noise? Find out on the next Down Gilead Lane. Saturday mornings at 9.30 on Heartfelt Radio. Many companies did not survive the holidays. Many families have been forced to move. Many lives have been affected by the economy. Many hearts are hurting. When times are hard, the many look for answers, and they are finding them here. WKJA is offering hope to the many who wonder if such a thing exists. Your support is giving hope to the many, and the many have you to thank for the very thing they've been looking for. From Heartfelt Radio 91.9 FM. Well, don't look now, but your backyard thermometer, well, that's telling a completely different tale than the last few days. Because gone is the warm air replaced by the chill, and that will last through the week. Variably cloudy skies, colder today, the high 34, changeable skies, 22 the low tonight. All you got to do is open the front door, and my, oh my, will you feel it. Right now, at least 20 degrees cooler than it was 12 hours ago. 35 degrees here at the studios of Heartfelt Radio in Barberton. Heartfelt Radio receives financial support from Miller Custom Exteriors, a family-owned home improvement company established in 1972. Miller Custom Exteriors specializes in windows, siding, gutters, and roofing replacement and installation. They strive to be honest, thorough, precise, and respectful when they work on your home. For more information, MillerCustomExteriors.com. Support from Miller Custom Exteriors and other area businesses help keep Heartfelt Radio on the air. Mornings with Mark and Gabe. Mark without Gabe this week. Gabriel Collins returns on Monday. Bible study time, part two, as we continue our study in Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Pastor Tom Repke is here. Good morning, Thomas. Good morning, Mark. And we'll talk a little bit uh, in moments to come about where you are and what you're doing there, but let's dig into what we have in front of us here in Matthew 25. Right. So, you know, we've seen this, the idea of the foolish ones and, and uh, the, the ones that were wise. And again, I just, as I'm wrestling through this, um, there's this, this deeper understanding that uh, there's, again, what I see, and I, I guess that's, I'm sort of positing here for us, even your thoughts here, you know, that God sort of requires us to do some action, you know, that we just don't, if we really want to be in relationship with him, there's some things that we have to do. And so there's some wisdom that we have to bring to our lives. And, you know, and it reminds me too, I think that um, there's an author, uh, a professor out on the West coast, Dan Allender, that talks about how God has, has designed the whole world so that it won't work without him. 
right? And so it's in this moment here, as, as you know, so the analogy, the metaphor of oil is really this idea of God, you know, God's provision and His care. And if we aren't guarding it and and safe keeping it, you know, to actually grow in our own faith journey, and and then those that don't do that, you know, they they get shut out from these this amazing wedding feast, and it's like, oh my goodness, right? You know. One of the things that occurs to me as uh, as you're speaking, I heard uh, yesterday on uh, Andy Napier's program, the voice of Ron Hutchcraft again. And Ron has always got this uh, saying when he talks about football games. He says it's 22 people desperately in need of a rest uh, (laughs) on the field in front of 50,000 people who desperately need exercise. And... There's a lot to be said for what you mentioned there, the fact that when we are called to be in Christ's service and we are identifying ourselves as Christians, we then are, well, literally identifying ourselves as people of action. We should be identifying ourselves as change agents within right. our, yeah, within our society, within our realm of influence within our church, within our own family circle. And if we don't do that, if we don't become somehow activated and involved in some aspect of Christ's service, boy, we're missing a major part of what this is all about. Right. And I think it's also, you know, this, and where does it start? Well, it starts first with, if I, you know, and we've talked about this so many times, Mark and and Gabe. You know, this idea of um, if we're not walking with Jesus, we can't really bring anything to the world, right? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't meet people's needs, and so I'm reminded. You know, we're coming up here in a few weeks. So we're going to be in the middle of Lent, but uh, St. Patrick's breastplate prayer. You know, and what does mm-hmm. he say in that prayer? Is you know, I arise. So it's like I start my day, and how does he start his day? As he gets out of bed, what's the first thing he's doing? He sort of sets in his mind, you know, the, through the mighty strength, through the invocation of the Trinity, through the belief in the threeness, through the confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. I arise today through the strength of Christ's birth and his baptism. You know, that we can't do anything on our own. And that it's just interesting that these this responsibility that the wise bride, uh, that, these, that, you know, that the virgins have, that somehow uh, the stupid or the silly or the dumb ones miss out on because they think it's about, you know, well, I'll just get more from my friend. And it's like, well, but we really can't do that in a Christian walk, right? I mean, there's this idea as a parent, too. You want your children to walk close to the Lord, but you can't do that for them. You know, you have to mm-hmm. you know, set up all the responsibilities. And then out of that comes this amazing overflow that if I'm walking with Jesus and, and I, he, he and I are friends, uh, in our in our daily walk, then what I can bring to my coworker, if I'm a student, what I can bring to my fellow students, you know, to the energy and to the creativity. I mean, it's just all sorts of amazing things. And yet, there's a responsibility. I've got to keep my things, certain things, working in a certain way. You know, the oil has to be tapered, and you know, all those kinds of things that are set out in this great story here that Jesus shares with us. And part of that whole idea of the preparation that we're talking about here in Matthew 25, I'm just thinking of what I'm reading right now. I'm, I'm working my way through the gospel of Luke and Luke chapter nine is where Jesus sends his disciples out. 
And the great thing, as I was uh, thinking through that in regards to coming to this morning study, is that Jesus spent from pretty much chapter 6 through 7 and 8 getting them ready for chapter 9 when it was going to be time for them to be sent out. And I guess, I know for you as a pastor, you take this very seriously. You're kind of in that mode all the time when you're in teaching mode as a pastor. You are preparing those who you lead to be sent out. And you're trying to make sure they've got the oil. You're trying to make sure that they they have uh, a pair of sandals for their feet, or maybe they're going to have to go barefoot. You're trying to make sure that they have everything they need for the journey that they have to take in Jesus' name. Right. And, you know, it's interesting that, again, it seems as though the tension between the, the, you know, the dumb virgins versus the smart ones is that, like, the dumbs, they're not paying attention. And so I think, okay. you know, the good work, right, the good things that you're doing every day in the, in the morning drive time, you and Gabe, is just trying to raise awareness. And so even yesterday with Glenn talking about Ukraine, I mean, we, we as Christians need to be engaged in this world. We need to be thoughtful. But at the same time, if we aren't, I have to keep going back and beating this drum. If yeah. we aren't reading our scripture, if we aren't praying and spending time with God, we can't bring anything. Well, there we go. I mean, that's, you know, and if if there is one primary requirement for those of us who name the name of Jesus, I would say once we have committed our lives to him, once we've said, okay, Lord, we're yours, I think the primary thing that happens after that is we need to get in his word. Right. How else are we going to have the oil for the lamp? You know, right. we're going to have to be fueled by something and the way that he has provided for us to be fueled in this word, in this world, is his word. Right. And it's the Holy Spirit, too, right? I mean, even sure. as we've talked, you know, the scriptures of like Psalm 23, you get to, you know, we're reminded that, you know, he anoints my head with oil. You know, mm -hmm. so there's that oil metaphor again. And it's, if it isn't saturating us, saturating us, if it isn't covering us, the Holy Spirit that works through God, through, works through his written word. Again, we're just toast. I mean, we can't bring to it, right? <laughs> That's a good theological term, Thomas. <laughs> well, I mean, it's 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 the messiness because yeah. you know, and, and we look in the world order, and we just know, and we've seen it historically through through centuries. You know, there are all sorts of rulers when they don't walk in the way God wants them to walk. <laughs> it it doesn't it doesn't work well, right? It, at the end, we just know it. It's not going to be a good outcome. And so that's, again, why we as his followers, if we're in his word, his written word to us, if we're studying it on a regular basis, and I'm not talking about an hour. Um, I'm just talking about, you know, spending, you know, just some intentional time and say, you know, God, speak to me. What can I learn in this? Yeah, consistently. Right. And then, you know, as we draw ourselves back to Matthew 25, the kind of the outflow of all of that as you know, because that's one of the reasons when Gabe had this idea to have a, a Wednesday Bible study, I was just like, well, yes. You know, if there's any way we can encourage our friends to just dive into the Word, like you were saying, it doesn't have to be an hour a day. It, it can be, uh, there are plans that are 15 minutes a day and can take you anywhere you want to go in Scripture. They're all over the Internet and they're free. You can print them out, stick them in your Bible, and just follow it every day. Because... The outflow, Tom, as you and I know, 
of all of this, all of this preparation, all of this, whatever our oil is that we need to carry on his behalf, the outflow of all of this comes in the promise that Jesus was making all during his time on earth to the disciples, and he makes here kind of in a different way in this parable in verse 10. When they had gone to buy some, they went out late, the groom arrived. Right. If there's anything out of this that Jesus promises all of us, he's coming back. Right. And I think for for all of us, we want to be found faithful in that moment, right? And so, you know, which again goes back to some things we've talked about over the you know the last two years is this idea of margin, you know, mm-hmm. of you know, and especially in this season, I'm reminded of a of a story of this great saint Amy Carmichael, who back in the 1800s went to Japan as a missionary and she rescued and India also rescued all these girls that were caught up in prostitution and human mm-hmm. trafficking back then. You know, how did she do that? I mean, you think about, you know, me getting in the, on the airplane and coming to Florida was a pretty simple process. But for her <laughs> getting, you know, how do you get to India in 1867? Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's because of the power of God's spirit and the, and the rescue then that God used her to bring to broken people. And and those stories are so important to our own stories because we want to be found faithful. And so, you know, the idea of reading God's word. It seems like I'm beating that drum all the time. It's like, no, if we're not studying his word, we really can't bring to, to our families, you know, to our own story and then to our families and then to the, the larger communities that we get to operate in what uh, the beauty of uh, bringing freedom to the captives, you know, binding up the brokenhearted, as Jesus tells us that that's our role and our privilege and the beauty that comes from that. But if we're not paying attention to the oil that's in our lamp, which means, walking with God so that he really is not just his presence is with us, but like Tozier talks about, you know, the manifest presence, the idea it's Mm. there, like this metaphor out of, you know, Psalm 23, it overflows from who we are uh, and covers our very being. Then there's all sorts of things that we can do in his strength. I mean, I know your verse, I've heard you guys share it many times, you know, Philippians 4.13, right? Right. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How do I do all things? Through Christ. Well, how do I do that? And even the idea of St. Patrick's breastplate prayer, it's this idea of I, I arise with my very breath in the morning, and the first thing I think as I put my feet on the floor is that I arise, God, in your power. Thanks for giving me a good night's mm. rest and help me lean into the day, right? So it's an intentional mindset. Well, do you have a couple more minutes? I do. Okay, we'll wrap this up in just a couple of moments, and we'll find out about the conference Pastor Tom is attending this week in Florida. But uh, before we get to the break, so basically what we're talking about here is if you are identifying as a believer in Christ, number one, be in the word. Yes. Yes? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And number two, if number one fails, go back and do number one again. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Repeat. Yeah, exactly. Repeat. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out the way the Lord intends it. He will exactly. not allow his word to return void. Never does. Okay, more right, of Pastor Tom in just a moment. 7.30 here on Heartfelt Radio. I- 
Mark Without Gabe on a Wednesday morning. Gabriel Collins returns on Monday. Bible study time here on this Wednesday morning with Pastor Tom Repke. Thomas, great to have you with us this morning. We sure appreciate it. Good morning, Mark. Great to be with you. Thank you. Okay, we've just spent some time digging into and uh, circling around and approaching from all angles, Matthew 25, 1 through 13. Can you can you put a summary on it for us? You know, I, I guess, yeah, it's this idea that, you know, the nominal Christian life is filled with the presence of God, right? It's God with us and in us. And we have to experience both. And there's this responsibility that we have. And so we see, I don't want to be the ones that get to the door and, you know, knock on the door and say, sorry, you can't come in, right? Oh, and so there's right. this, this responsibility that I have as a follower of Jesus. Nobody can do it for me. It's even, you know, the most amazing picture is that Christ, you know, coming, putting on flesh and moving in the neighborhood and then going to the cross and rescuing each of us that we couldn't do it. And so he has to do it for us, same way that we have to put him on each day and lean into what, uh, you know, because it's like a violin and a bow, right. C.S. Lewis talks about, or like a lock and a key. You know, a lock means nothing without a key and a key means nothing without a lock. You know, there's a mystery there and we don't know quite how it all works, but we do know that we really have to be uh, sort of saturated with who God is, as our father, as Jesus, as our friend, uh, the Holy Spirit is our, you know, equipper and provider. And, and life may be messy, right? Mm. Uh, but we see the faithfulness of that. And especially in this season where we're just, you know, there's no map in some time, you know, in regards to where life is going right now, there's a lot of uh, you know concerns, but we do know that, you know, that the truth is God is on the throne. Jesus is coming back, and we're, we're called to be faithful in you know, meeting the needs, first finding our own story, and then in, in connecting to him, and then living that out by being his hands and feet to those around us and bringing the idea of freedom and restoration and rescue, as uh, I love to say. Pastor Tom Repke joining us. Uh, Pastor Tom is from Linden Road Presbyterian Church, and Pastor, if people want to know more about what you're doing down at Linden Road, how can they find that out? Uh, they can hop on. Uh, our, our website is Linden Road, spelled out, L-I-N-D-E-N-R-O-A-D dot church, and um, all sorts of things there. So, yeah, we welcome people to let us know. Now, you're, be helpful. you're not in Northeast Ohio today. You have made your way down to Florida this week. Explain about this conference you're attending and some of the things you're digging into with these pastors from around the country. Right. So it's a small group. It's the first of a, what we hope will be an ongoing conversation. All these uh, men, as it turns out, are they're all uh, youth pastors at some time. Uh, today, some of them are lead pastors, but mm. uh, it all came out of a podcast that's been going on for about a year called Practically Pastoring. And it's just this idea of how do we uh, lean into, and so we just decided to, to gather as a tribe uh, I've known most of these men uh, through my youth ministry days, and you know I'm a I, I love networking, and so I just mm -hmm. know we're better together. And I just know right now there's just so much confusion about you know how how do we do this you know virtual digital you know as well as in person you know how do we you know do kids ministry and children uh, youth ministry and and how do we proclaim the word and all those things. And so we're just having a a time of building a relationship with each other. That's really what this is about, because ultimately that's really what it's about is that we're better together. And then how do we in our shared stories, if we're willing to be real and be in community, 
uh, be able to lead in our own context. So, you know, there's a guy here from Northern California. Uh, there's some folks down from Sumner, South Carolina. I mm. mean, it just, it's some guys here locally, but it's just a really been a beautiful time of uh, just leaning into what, what can we do together in this season? Uh, because it's just very challenging, right? I mean, Barna had a survey that came out a couple months ago talking about how 39% of pastors are currently thinking about leaving the ministry. Right. And that's up, that's up from like 28%, like 10 months earlier. And it's just because this season has so been so hard, right. Just to figure out how to navigate. And so again, uh, we haven't come up with any real solid answers yet, other than we just know that it's about being in relationship with each other, praying for each other, having some fun, uh, but also leaning into talking about what does it mean to be the church in today's uh, time and setting. Pastor Tom Repke mm-hmm. has joined us this morning from Florida. I hope the rest of the conference goes great. Please uh, make sure you tell Melinda hello for all of us. We'll do that. And if you would, could you pray us into this Wednesday? Right, I will do. So, Jesus, we are grateful. Uh, Father, we thank you for just the life we have this morning. And Holy Spirit, we just pray as we lean into the the day that you would be present with us, uh, that you would guide us as we've looked at these uh, these words out of uh, Matthew, to, that we want to be just saturated with who you are. We want our, our lamps filled up so that we can be a light to the world uh, because of what you've done in us. So thank you for that and the promise of that. But just pray a blessing on each of us as we lean into what you have for us and let us not miss how you would work. And then just to continue to make the, this good work that Mark and Gabe and all that are at Heartfelt Radio doing to, to leverage the kingdom, that it would be fruitful and we would find favor and all that. But we're grateful, Jesus, for your sacrifice, and it's in your power and strength that we, we go forward with that. And so we just pray it now in your strong name. Amen. Amen. Tom, as always, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, Mark and Gabe and the team, and I hope Gabe's having a good time away. I uh, think she yeah, is. So yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think there's any problem with that. I think she's having a great time. And we'll catch hey. you later. All right. Blessings. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Pastor Tom Repke on 91.9 Heartfelt Radio. 738 right now with music from The Passion Project.